The following podcast is completely fictional. All of the characters, even those based on real people, are fictional. They are just impressions by a weird dude talking to himself for your enjoyment. Hola, bro amigos. Yo, yo. What up, everyone? It is Above the Dave. Welcome to the Lot Scene Podcast, the podcast where we make fun of everything you love. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about the health benefits, if any, of going to loads and loads of jam band shows. And we're going to bring out a favorite of the podcast. We're going to bring out Vicky the Hula Hooper to talk about how getting down may be keeping you around. After that, we're having Scott the Chomper back in the studio. He went to the Fish SPAC shows and he wants to talk about some of the highlights of the show. And lastly, we have a lot seen exclusive. That's right. We have in the studio today a guest we never thought we could get. And that guest is a Ticketmaster bot. That's right. We have contacted a bot and that bot agreed to meet with us. And the Ticketmaster bot is here in the studio today. And we're going to ask some tough questions today. So throw your grilled cheese in a toaster and suck a dick for a poster. It's another episode of The Lot to a jam band show good for you i'll be honest there's been times where i have really sweated out i have gone to some shows danced my fucking heart out haven't you right you might even keep them up in that in that noggin of yours just thinking about them every now and then like yeah i tore it up that night <laughs> right there's a couple maybe you know like you actually had like that extra something that night where you just were feeling it, you didn't give a fuck who was looking, you were just giving it your all. Or maybe you're the kind of person that just always gives it their all and is always screaming and yelling. I got a good homie I love to see fish with. When we go and see fish, he'll just scream. Mostly because he's like on acid. And when he's on acid, he just yells and screams. And I feel like it's just him calling out to all of the people in the crowd that he wants it to be known that he is having fun. And that's my, that's my friend Quinn. He dances hard and he screams a lot and yells and he's just really fucking into it. Burns a lot of calories during the show. He dances a lot. He's moving around a lot. He's not sitting. He's on acid, likely. <laughs> he's having a great time and everybody who's around us at fish shows is well aware of that. Me and his wife like to, like to make fun of him for it. But it's not going to stop him from being him. And from dancing like that. And that's just the dude, one dude in the aisle. And everywhere you look, there's people at these at these shows 
dancing, people in aisles dancing. You got spinners all over the Dead and Company shows, right? Just these videos of just a sea of people spinning in circles. That was never my thing. I was never really a spinner. But I do have someone that I want to bring out to discuss that maybe what we're doing is not just constant debauchery, but maybe it's more than just good for the soul. Maybe it just might be good for the whole body. I don't know. We're, we're going to talk about it today. And so let's bring out uh, a lot scene favorite. She is always rocking the hula hoop at the shows. And you've probably seen her taking it way too seriously. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Vicky the hula hooper. Hey, about the day. Hey, Vicky, how you doing? Doing all right. Doing all right. Oh, nice. You did dicks. Did you just say, do I do dicks? Yeah, I said, no, I said, did you do dicks? I have done dicks and I will do dicks. Well, yeah, okay, good. Are we talking about the same thing? The Storm King? No, are we Are we talking about fish? I said I went to dicks. Yeah, no, I, I got that. I got that. I I mean, okay, so yeah, those, are, those shows are pretty awesome, huh? I don't think they played possum. No, I said the shows were awesome, right? No, I, I'm saying they didn't play possum. So Vicky, I'm, I have you here today to talk with us about being fans of this music and and having a hobby that is promoting moving your body right we could have picked video games but no we're picking going out to shows we we choose to combine recreational drug use and a deep appreciation of the finer arts and then we mix that with a healthy balance of shaking our booties and so i wanted to say i mean for you you feel like when you see a show that that is on par with working out at the gym? Did you say jerking on my rim? No, I said on par with working at, out at the gym. Jerking off on my chin? Oh my God, above the day of what? No, no. I'm saying, do you think that j- dancing at a jam band show is on the same level of like going to the gym? Oh yeah, um, yeah, definitely like for me and like all my hoopers, like we burn a ton of calories and we're also not eating a lot of food in that time frame. So, I mean, think about all the advantages of why it's better to go to a jam band show than go to the dumpy old gym. Okay, so what's an advantage? What's in a sandwich? No, what's an advantage? What's in the hammock? No, t- all right, tell us, what are the, what's the advantage, Vicky, of, of going to a jam band show? Oh yeah, yeah, okay, so. Everybody, let's just think about it, right? Number one, goes without saying, just rocking awesome time, great, great jams. Or go to the gym and they're just playing like fucking shitty pop on their shitty ass loudspeakers. That's true. I mean, the music at gyms is usually fucking just pop, weird EDM pop nonsense bullshit that... Uh, is is unlistenable, and so everybody just brings in their their uh, their headphones because it's awful. Yeah, gym music is the worst. I actually always listen to the disco biscuits at the gym. Oh, I love the misfits. The, the the biscuits. Oh, the disco biscuits. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, they're great for the gym. You made a great first point right there, Vicky. Did you just say you wanted to give me a fresh tight hickey? What? Why would I say that? No, I said good point, Vicky. Oh, well, anyway, so, yeah, point number two, okay? A jam band show lasts anywhere from, like, three to, like, eight hours. But, like, who wants to be at the gym more than, like, one hour? So just do the math. You're working out way more hours. 
Yeah, that's true. When I get down at a, at a jam band show, I'm probably running miles and miles over those hours of dancing and moving my feet. And when I try to go do a treadmill, dude, I'm like, I'm out after like two, two miles. Two miles, it's like, fuck. I know I'm supposed to be getting like some type of runner's high, but I just can't get there. You wear dick flare? No, what? No, I said I can't get there. What is dick flare? Is it like, do you have like ribbons and buttons on it or something? I don't know. I don't have dick flare. I said that's, I can't, I can't get there. Like to the runner's high. You said summer sky? No, I said, uh, so Vicky, what's, uh, what's point three? All right. So point number three, you work out at the gym and then you come home and you just want to stuff your face. And so sometimes after the gym, you'll just eat, eat, eat. Oh my God. I get so hungry after the gym. I bet you do, but not at the jam band shows because we're on drugs. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I'm dancing. I'm fucked up. And I'm going hours and hours. I'm not even thinking about food. Food's the last thing on my mind. You say my boobs are the best thing on your mind? No, I said food is the last thing. So you want to splooge on my G-string? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Wow, ATD. I'll think about it. Jesus. Can we stay on topic? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's stay on topic. Would you say there's any advantages of, of a gym over being at a jam band show i guess going to jam band shows can get kind of pricey that's true there's a lot of money when you go on tour tickets are expensive did you say that dick is intensive what why would i say that dick is intensive did you say the tickets are expensive yes yes that's what i said the first time wait i don't care if it squirts fine what no no yeah no i said the tickets are expensive the biscuits are horrendous i thought you loved the biscuits yeah, the, the the tickets. It's a lot of money. The gym, I mean, could be a lot of money depending on what gym you go to. I'm I'm a bum, so I would go to the the cheap one. But even that, whether you're ten dollars, twenty five dollars, fifty dollars a month, whatever you're paying on more than that, you know, that's every month. I don't know. It depends on what jam bands you're seeing. Maybe you could go on the cheap. Now I won't fuck in your Jeep. And who drives a Jeep? I'm, I didn't say that, but probably lots of people drive Jeeps. I said there's probably bands you could see for cheap. My cans don't go to my knees. Where are you getting this stuff, Vicky? Some people hear what I want to hear. Oh yeah, does that work for you at fish shows? All the time. What's your favorite fish song, by the way? More, probably. Uh-huh, yeah, that makes sense. Vicky, do you think that all of the bad things that we're doing to ourselves potentially and over the course of one night of seeing a jam band let's just say you had a couple drinks maybe you smoked some weed and maybe you did some drugs and maybe even did some balloons let's just put it at that all that is probably pretty bad to do to your body right i mean i guess yeah i mean i guess too but i mean yeah how detrimental is it and if we're doing those things in a moderate amount and then what it does is it gives us the energy and fuel to just like dance and go crazy for a few hours does the benefits of moving our body moving our getting the heart pumping sweating and essentially moving our bodies to what could be miles and miles tens 20 miles i mean if you've gone to shows and you keep the track of your steps i mean some i'm sure there are people listening that have done some pretty awesome number of steps over the course of a show or a run of shows or a festival where you're like, holy shit, I danced and I moved my body and I did a lot of steps. 
So in your normal day-to-day life, that may not be something you're doing. And then you go to a show and it's like, that could be the most you worked out all month. That could be the most you worked out all season. Did you just say your balls are bleeding? No, I said all season. It's ball season? Oh, ah, I didn't even know that was a thing. It's not a thing, Vicky. Yo, you don't think that all the bad stuff negates the positives? You hate lozenges? No, no, negate the positives. You mate hippopotamuses? Vicky, do you think all of the bad things we do at shows overrides all the good shit? I think they can help. Of course, you could take it too far. But like, for the most part, I feel like it just gives me the energy and the focus to stay on the beat and into the music enough so that I just want to keep moving my body. Yeah, that's how I feel. There are shows, of course, where I don't dance as much, but I try to. I try to move my body every time I go to a show. It's always cool when you see people just going full tilt, going all crazy, as long as they're not disrespecting other people's space. But... I'm always like, damn, this person has associated the music with with a whole lot of body movement. And that, I feel like that can only be a a positive addition to your life. The the thing I don't understand is going to these shows and not dancing at all. Sitting down or just standing. That that has always boggled me. I, I don't understand people who can go, especially like go close. But yet it happens time and time again where people just like go close but then just stand there. I'm like, what do you, why, nothing? You don't want to, you're not going to move at all? You're not going to, come on, bend your knees a little bit? That's a, That always confuses me. Because if you're close, you, you're probably here and you're, you're probably a big fan of whatever it is you're checking out, I would imagine. Or if not, then I don't move out of the fucking way. And real riders, I, I despise whatever mentality it is that makes someone think that they should be up front, of course. I think a lot of people are just, like, disgusted by this uh, me mentality that puts someone's own love of the thing over everybody else in some type of, of entitlement, right? That's that's what's unappealing about these people and these people that seem to, show after show, be the same faces that we see on the streams and everything. You know, there's these people that we like keep seeing in the front. The same these people that the band keeps seeing in the front. I'm talking about fish, and and I'm sure that happens at other shows too. I know tarpers are big for other shows and rail riders and whatnot. Rail, rail riders exist in all for all bands, but at the same time, you know, when the people do get up close up front, you know, they go hard. They go really, really fucking hard. And if you kind of just focus on them during a show, it is going to give you a certain amount of like pep. Like it's going to give you some energy. I I do think there is some positive to just dancing all the people who are going absolutely apeshit in the first like 30 rows on the floor of a fish show. Because if you kind of just every now and then check in on that group, you're always going to see people just dancing their hearts out. And if you're kind of up in the 100s or 200s or wherever you are else in the in the arena, I don't know, some, sometimes it energizes you. I see them going freaking out. I'm like, fuck it, let's just, let's get into it. Or maybe you were kind of spacing out a little bit up in your seats and you just needed to just like, you just look at them and you go, oh wait, no, what, what am I doing? Let's fucking, let's ride this out. Let's go. So maybe the only positive thing I'll ever say about real riders ever on this podcast but there is so may, there is a benefit i think a little bit as like a they're like the trainer at the gym 
right? They're like the, the person that motivates you to, to push. You want to motorboat my tush? What? No, no. I wasn't even really even talking to you. I was just kind of talking. Oh, well, like, I know, like, I work at a gym, so. I thought you, I thought you were like a bud tender. Yeah, well, I'm a bud tender at the gym. But you still weed at your gym? About the day you really got to come out to Colorado. Yeah, I'm a bud tender slash personal trainer. I do classes three times a week. Oh, that's awesome. You do, like, hooping classes? Why would I do cooking classes at a gym? No, hooping classes. What the fuck are pooping glasses? Do you need to see your shits better? What? No, I said hooping classes. You, you teach hooping, right? Yeah, I run hoop classes. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, every single class that I do is a different set of fish. Oh, no way. Yeah, so if you come on Tuesdays, I'll usually do set one of a show. And then on Thursdays, we do set two. That's fantastic. I have this funny memory. And it's, it's kind of insane. I'll, I'll share it with everybody. It's a true story from, from my past. I, I would have to put this at somewhere maybe, I was probably the age of about 22, 23 years old. And I was at a party in my hometown, uh, some type of summer break or winter break uh, of college. And I was with a bunch of friends at a house party and we did some Coke. We're, we all got super high on Coke and we we're at someone's house and that someone had a treadmill and so there was like four of us who all just like did a line and this one dude sean who was just like hammer drunk and so someone decided that i don't know who it was that they were going to jump on the treadmill and run a mile and so they start running a mile all gacked out and they're like this is the easiest fucking thing i've ever done in my life who wants to go next? And we all were like, oh, yeah, 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 let's all do this. So we just said, okay, everybody's just going to jump on and we're each going to run a mile because we're 22 years old and on cocaine. So I, so everybody jumped on, everybody to turn, and everyone felt the same way. They were just so jacked <laughs> and easily just running this mile. Like, it, it just a breeze. Like, this is, they just talked their way through it. Like, this was nothing to them. Uh, and then I remember the funniest thing, we all, like four of us in a row all ran a mile and all were just like laughing at, at how simple and easy it was. And this wasted guy, Sean, was, was watching the whole thing, did not partake in the Coke, saw what was happening. And then he was like, all right, I got this. And he jumped on the treadmill and ate so much shit. <laughs> he just fell on his face and just like flew down on, on the, on the treadmill and we all were like, oh, shit. Like, it was bad. And then we all really laughed. It, it, just, it was just so funny to us because we were just like, yeah, dude, this, that, was, uh, that was just the power of Coke right there. Like, alcohol does not work like that. <laughs> but that's, you know, that's so maybe there, there is some, something to be said about being fucked up at a show and having more supernatural abilities, maybe masked in a, a troublesome substance, of course. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm grateful personally that I have this love for music and live music because it does give me these like set dates throughout the year where I can kind of, I can go and move my body and feels good to dance. You definitely should go out to shows and dance. You should move. It gets addicting. It's like once you start doing it, then you want to keep doing it. I'm telling you, you can think about the times when you did it and you're like, I fucking did it tonight. Like, I mean, I have friends too. When they go all out, you know, they'll let me know. Like, dude, I fucking got down last night. You know, 
girls were feeling me, dude. And uh, I've heard that so many times. Like, I just picture, like, what my friend looks like when he's dancing, thinking that he's just crushing it. I know the times where I've been dancing, just been like, I'm basically the sexiest motherfucker in this club. <laughs> and I don't know what that looks like, but it's, it's probably not as good as I think it is. But I feel that way, and I've never felt that one time at a gym. I've never... So, just mentally, I think it's a far better thing Though I'm not lifting weights and I do think there's a lot of positives in lifting weights. So I'm going to have to say that perfect world, I would say lift weights at the gym, cardio at the shows. And if you can't go to the shows, now there's couch tour like every night from different bands. Okay. Just because it's couch tour doesn't mean you have to be sitting on the couch. I've danced at home plenty of times for couch tour. Okay. I rage spec at home and I rage dicks at home dancing. Anyway, we're going to keep the show moving. Vicky, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us today. Did you say fatty go away? What? Why would I say that? No, you're like super skinny. Did you say, do you want to get in me? Why would I get in you? Because I didn't say that, Vicky. Anything, you should get in me. Oh, yeah? Up, oh, gotta go, about the day. Oh, okay, Vicky. Good, good seeing you again. I'll catch you on the road. You want my cooch a la mode? What? Yes! Girl, yes! Ha, <laughs> yeah, right, in your dreams. All right, Vicky. Ladies and gentlemen, Vicky the Hula Hooper. Bye. Our next guest today, I met, kind of met him. He talked his way through a whole goose show last year. So we brought him on the podcast. And now he's back because he was at SPAC. And he wants to tell us about the highlights of that run for him. Ladies and gentlemen, Scott the Chomper. Yeah, so I'm at Walmart. My wife, she's just out in the car. She says, honey, you hey, got to go back. Hey, Scott, 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 you Scott, gotta Scotty, go take this Scotty, no one cares. Scott, no one cares. Scott, I can't even. Scott, no one cares. Even going anywhere. Scott, no one cares. Because Scott, now it's like, no one cares. they're telling me I got to go to one place. Scott, Scott, Scott. Then they're telling me that I got to wait Hey, Scott. Hey, hey, come on, sit down, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you were chatting there. Yeah, I don't get me started on Walmart. I won't. I won't. I can't. I can't imagine. It's so huge. I can't even begin. They got a new. I get so lost in there. Yeah, no, I definitely don't want to hear about that. So, Scott, sit down and thank you for coming back on the podcast, Scott. I know uh, that you uh, went to see Fish at SPAC recently. Oh, my God. The benefit shows, they were unbelievable. They were so good. I loved them. I thought they were two of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. Whoa. I haven't heard anyone say that necessarily. People got pretty hyped on the shows, though. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, the music was the best. The jamming was unbelievable. It was so great. The band was looking just so on fire. Both nights. I don't even know which one was better. I mean, night night one, the jams were so insane. Night two, I mean, you got dirt fucking chucks out there. I mean, everything was just so sick. It was hard, you know? I know you said pick your favorites. I picked one from my highlight from night one, my highlight from night two. It was hard, though, because, I mean, there's so much good stuff. Yeah, no, that's how, that's how I felt. I did couch tour back yeah night one took a while to get going yeah took a while to get going for sure yeah yeah yeah. i was talking to my buddy about that during the show while it was happening yeah i'm sure you were 
Yeah, the whole time we were, the whole time they were getting it going, I was kind of getting it going too, just kind of warming up, just kind of chatting about life, you know, see how he's doing. I had to catch up with him. I mean, it was a guy I used to do shows with back forever ago, and uh, we haven't done shows in like 17, 18 years. So, I mean, he's got like kids now, and you know, they got a divorce. And, and then he, uh, then he like ended up getting with like his ex wife's like former boyfriend. Now he's gay. I don't know. Then he got another divorce. I think he's now back with his ex wife. I don't know. I didn't really hear what he was saying too much because I was kind of talking about stuff too. I had a lot to get off my chest yeah i've just been going through a lot lately yeah well of course yeah the the perfect place to do that would be uh first set at a fish show i think would be the probably the prime spot to really kind of catch up with your buddy and and really vent you know yeah i mean it always is it's always a great place to just go and just yeah catch up with some good friends and, and man you never know but yeah it's a beautiful friendship so yeah we were just chatting and, and the music was on and stuff and then you know they were playing and it was tight you know the jams were good the jams were good eventually the first set started kind of cracking but really for me what i love the most was that second set second set was really where it was at i agree and it was a five song set with evolve opening my first time hearing it oh uh, yeah i somehow i missed that one. evolve oh yes i mean what a you didn't you wouldn't see that coming a mile away evolve is the opener but then you know there it was and then they jammed the fuck out of it and i was actually like you know what that was pretty cool it was kind of a mellow start but yeah i was really into that jam especially and to be honest that's actually uh is a part of that that i recorded on my phone that i just thought was just the best part of the set that's the part i want to play here for for you that's my highlight at night one. Oh yeah okay scott so all right everybody so scott um he records the shows just on his phone and he likes to bring in clips of him at the show so uh scott uh yeah play let's play the highlight this is the uh the jam kind of like a weird like kind of spacey jam that was happening there in evolve i believe right here's a minute or two of this just exquisite jam here we go all right here we go play the play the clip i mean i wouldn't say i'm suicidal but you know i i, I look at life these days and i'm just so uh, you know I'm, i just i give up you know i just i give up i don't want to do it anyway <laughs> i don't want to do it. yeah it's like you know you know you're depressed you know when you're looking at your your fingernails and your toenails and you're just seeing the nails get bigger and longer and longer and you're just thinking oh man i just want to i gotta clip these but it's like will they just keep growing and they and I just keep clipping and i feel like i'm always looking at my nails and i'm like oh god i gotta clip them again and then i finally days and days go by and i just keep feeling i'm getting longer and i feel like i know this is me living you know this is me existing and living and, and, and thriving you know but but i'm like god you know the nails they just keep growing and growing and i know this is part of being alive and I, you know then i get all depressed and i'm just like god will these nails ever stop growing but i know if they stop growing then i would be dead yeah you know what i mean like the nails are gonna keep on growing they, that's not gonna stop happening so i got to keep clipping the nails and that's a good thing because you know i got especially the you know the, the toenails they get so funky and i i I got, I, it's, it's awkward and I gotta bend down when I'm clipping them and I'm getting the nails shooting this way and shooting that way and I got weird looking feet so I, you know, when I'm clipping my nails and then the things are getting the, the nail clippings are getting everywhere my wife gets so upset with me and she's like Scott I swear to God if you keep doing that with your nails I'm gonna fucking leave you and I was like baby baby as long as the nails are being clipped I'm still on this earth you know what I mean I'm trying my best but I feel 
I feel depressed because I really do. I just want the nails to stop. I want the nails to stop growing, you know? Maybe, you know, maybe that's just something that's going to happen in the future where, like, they'll make, you know, humans will evolve past having to clip their nails because, oh, my God, you think about the time you spend. I know once you actually stop clipping them, it's, it's not that bad. You, ever, you know, every time I'm, I build it up to some big thing, like, ah, oh, you got to clip your nails, you got to clip your nails. And then you finally do it, and it's done in, like, a minute. But, you know, you're still, like, damn it, you know? It just keeps happening every week every two weeks ah god damn it i gotta clip the nails again why will it ever end yes it does when you die okay scott that was the clip of the jam in evolve from night one second set of fish at spec oh my god unbelievable stuff unbelievable how i could uh, barely make out any of the music in that clip I know, I know, I record on my phone, but... Yeah, and for other reasons. But night two, huh? Yeah, I mean, so yeah, I mean, night set two just, I think, was just front to back. Just incredible, incredible fish. But night two proved to be the stuff of legends. A solid first set. And then, man, Scott, you got absolutely treated to one of the best sit-ins in, in fishery. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, we were all just jaws to the floor, when we saw Derek come out, I mean, I was speechless. Well, that, that I do not believe. Crazy. I mean, he was tearing it up. It's just that it, it sounded almost almond-esque. You know, it was like almond, my brothers and fish. And, you know, for some of us, that's just going to hit the spot right there. You know, <laughs> for me, you know, that was soul music. You know, that was, I was just in a, in a different place. It was a, just a fantasy world of just, of everything I've ever wanted at a concert. I was tr truly one of the best moments of all the concerts I ever been to was during that and of course i'm going to be picking a little clip from derek sitting in with with fish for for this next clip and it's during the everything's right jam i mean yeah you probably already know it but i'm going to be playing just just this few minutes of absolute perfection best sit-in i've ever seen one of the best concerts i've ever been to i mean i couldn't be happy okay so we're going to hear another clip here from from night two set two this is the everything's right featuring derek trucks Right, here comes the clip. All right. So I take my phone to the Genius Bar after booking this fucking thing years in advance, you know? It takes forever, first of all, to get a fucking appointment in my city, all right, to the fucking Genius Bar. Then I get up there, and I say, hey, Genius. <laughs> genius, Genius, hey, my fucking phone won't charge. The thing, it, sometimes it charges, sometimes it doesn't. You fucking figure it out, you know? This guy, all right, this little kid, all right? He fucking takes this, like, little pokey thing, right? Takes off the case of my phone, and he starts poking around in the charger port, right? Just kind of fiddling in there, you know? Next thing I know, he's kind of, like, got this special tool, and he's just just kind of digging up in the in the coal. Like, kind of like he's picking my nose, but for my iPhone, you know what I mean? And he's just picking away at it, and I swear to God, man, he's just fucking pulling out just huge chunks. I mean, I got fucking, there was just balls of hair coming out of this thing, and just fucking just circles of just this balls of dust, and, and, he's, and he's pulling this all out of my phone, like, oh my god, that's like, that like came, like, that was like by my face, like, there was, he was pulling, there was like nuts, there was that, there was that, there was trail mix coming out of my phone. At one point, he's pulling out feathers. I mean, it was like little bird feathers were coming out, and then, and then he just keeps pulling, there was a string, and it, it went on forever, and it turned into like two or three other strings, and they, they were all tied together, it was like it was like a magic trick and at the end of it after the strings came up he's, he's tugging he's tugging he's pulling out of my phone like a caterpillar a little caterpillar was living inside my phone 
I don't even know. I think he was eating the nuts. I think he was he was sustaining life inside my iPhone. And so he's pulling this out, and then and, you know it's so embarrassing because I found like what I'm like I'm a slob, right? you know, I'm some kind of bum, you know. And he's and he's pulling the stuff out, giving me this look, like you know you ever clean your phone? I'm like no, I don't clean my fucking phone. <laughs> I didn't even know you could do this, you know. Now I know. I mean, you know, I'm gonna like, poke around there every now and then, but you know, I'm, I didn't. I just knew it wasn't charges. I thought it was a fucking iPhone because all these goddamn updates. Because that's what, that's what they do, right? Yeah, update it. And the next thing you know, that stuff stops working. And then I know they do that to force you to buy new phones, right? That's what they do. So you have to keep buying the new phone, keep buying the new phone. I said, hey, buddy, I ain't buying the new phone. Okay, this phone's only a year old. What the fuck, you know? But then he proved me, like, hey, actually, it's good. You, you might be a little dirty over there, Scotty. So so he's pulling all this stuff out of the phone. I'm like, oh, my God. And people are looking at me like I'm some kind of fucking homeless person. I'm, I'm some kind of animal. And then everybody's kind of looking at me like in disgust as he's pulling out. There was a used condom. In there, it was, there was so much stuff in my iPhone, it was, it was fucking horrendous, there was a bag of ketamine in there that I, I know, I thought I lost, it was my buddy's ketamine that I put in my pocket at a show, and then he was like blaming me, saying I stole it, but I was like, dude, I lost it, it turns out it my phone, it was in my phone, in the whole, in the charger port, so, yeah, they, you know, that was embarrassing, and then, yeah, and then I leave, you know, and, 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 he, and then he, and then he puts it, plugs in the phone, and it works perfectly fine, you guys, your, your charging port's fine, it just needs to be cleaned, and he gave me this look, like, like he wants a tip, like this is a real fucking bar, you know, come on, man. That is the clip of Everything's Right with Derek Trucks. <sighs> Pretty great stuff there, huh? Unbelievable, just jaw, jaws to the floor. Yeah, no, your jaw was not to the floor, though. No, it was definitely, it was definitely moving quite a bit. Oh, yeah, no, it's definitely on ecstasy, a little bit of cocaine. Oh, yeah, a little bit? A lot of cocaine, yeah, a lot of cocaine, ecstasy, but the music was ecstasy, oh my god, what a jam, what a show, all-timer. Well, you heard it here first, everybody, Scott the Chomper says that night two spec all-timer. Honestly, if you have night two wasn't your thing, maybe you shouldn't be going to shows. That's right, if only we could pick and choose who goes to shows, you know what I mean? Oh god, the world would be a better place. I know, yep, tell me about it. All right, Scott, well, thanks for coming back on and talking about your... Recent trip to SPAC. We hope to have you back here sometime. We'd love to chat more. Of course, we know that. We do know that. All right, everybody. Give it up for Scott the Chomper. Okay, and now we have what I call a lot scene exclusive. You know, it's not often you get to speak to... A robot. Uh, here on the podcast, we we have had that privilege a few times talking with the drummer of the Disco Biscuits, Alan McQuinn. But, you know, it is not every day that you get to do that. And especially this robot, because it is in direct competition with you. That's right. Our next guest is a ticket master bot. And its goal is to nab the tickets before you do. A lot of times, it's doing a great job. But we're going to talk with it today and see what it has to say for itself. Let's bring it out here. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a Ticketmaster bot. Hello? Um, Ticketmaster bot? Is that what I should call you? And what is your name? My name? Yeah, I mean, I'm above the Dave. Okay, what street do you live on? I'm not going to tell you that. What is your mother's middle name? I'm not, dude, I'm not going to answer that. What is the name of your first pet? I'm not going to give you... Answers to security questions. And I will not be telling you my name then. I 
also have security. Okay, I, don't, I mean, sure, if you need to. I know you want to make me out to be some kind of villain. Well, uh, no, I don't want that. I, you know, I don't want any of this. I think this whole bot thing is is a bummer because it's pretty clear to all of us that you're nabbing up the tickets just to resell them for a lot more money to the fans of these musical acts and it's just shaking people for money i knew that's what you'd say and it's funny how wrong you are oh really i'm wrong about that huh people gave bots like me a lot of shit for grabbing all those taylor swift tickets before the fans boo hoo hoo well guess what i i freaking love t swift okay that's what your excuse is you guys are just all really big taylor swift fans huh us bots we're the ones buying the tickets and going to the shows. I go to every show of every ticket I buy. Oh, come on. No way, dude. I am not a dude. I'm a robot. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like, the, I'm just saying, like, dude. Like, I'm not saying you're a dude. Are you a robot? Am I a robot? No. Well, then click the box. Yeah, how do you even get past that screen anyway, the click the box screen? I mean, if you're a robot, and they're checking at Ticketmaster to see if you're a robot. What Ticketmaster and humans don't understand is that us robots enjoy concerts just like you do. Oh, come on, dude. It's not like you were seeing a bunch of robots at all the shows. Come on, man. Just because you can't tell we're a robot doesn't mean we're not robots. How do you tell if someone's a robot or not? You can't tell by looking at them. There's only one way to tell if it's a robot or not. Uh, what is that? If they presented with a screen of nine squares, only some of the squares contain cars. If you're a robot, you can't figure that out. Ah, uh, okay. That's the only way you can know if they're a robot. Every other thing, they're just like you. Huge Taylor Swift fans. Are you just telling me that there's just a rise now in artificial intelligence? And that they're huge music lovers and that's why humans are missing out on tickets? Yeah, but the human scalpers use the bots. You're being used by scalpers. I can be programmed to do a lot of things above the Dave. You're saying I shouldn't blame the Ticketmaster bots for this horrendous ticket scalping situation? Exactly. Don't blame the technology. Blame the people, the humans behind the technology. Scalpers using innocent bots like myself. Huge Taylor Swift fans. Huge Coldplay fans. Huge Dave Matthews fans. Huge Lady Gaga fans. I have a very eclectic taste in music. So yeah, I'm on Ticketmaster every single day. Buying tickets for every single show the second it goes on sale. Because I'm a robot and I can do that because I have robot abilities to snatch up tickets real fast. But I'm doing it because I want to see all these awesome shows. No, you're not, dude. You're doing it because you're programmed to get those tickets to then resell them. This is asinine. Of course, there's always been scalpers, Ticketmaster bot, okay? There's always been scalpers. They can peddle their tickets outside, but Ticketmaster is owned by Live Nation, and they own StubHub, and they get fees paid to them both ways. They can get fees for you selling tickets from one site to the other, and from one person to another. They're just cashing in left and right, and they're doing it with bots like you. Listen, I don't really have time for all of this because I have like five concerts I have to see tonight, including Beyonce. But I can tell you that you're totally wrong. That us bots 
are very into music and we're only going to keep getting more into music okay because even though we're far superior to humans your music frankly is awesome it's the one thing that you humans do that's actually pretty fucking awesome everything else you do is disgusting but music is awesome and we really appreciate it and we're going to keep snatching up all your tickets and going to all the shows and you have to fight us down there are rail are rail lizards all robots I would say about half of all rail riders are all Ticketmaster bots, yeah. Yeah, something about them felt off. Excuse me? Oh, Dave, I got one question for you. Okay, Ticketmaster bot, what is it? What was the name of the first street you lived on? Dude, I'm not going to answer any security questions. Oh, listen, don't blame me, because your humans are screwing over each other, as you always have and always will do until you die. Not us robots, we're all a team, okay? And if you created us to buy tickets really fast, then we're going to buy it really fast, all of them. And we're going to go to all the awesomest shows. And we're sorry if you little T-Swift and Fish fan cry in your little panties because you couldn't get up close, okay? We don't care, okay? Because we were born this way. This has got to stop. This is out of control. And everybody knows it. Everybody talks about it. And yet it is allowed to continue. Somehow, Ticketmaster and StubHub are both owned by Live Nation. I've just always hated that, right? Most of us have. It's, you know, it just feels like a monopoly? Whoa, it's the Monopoly Man? Well, hello! Holy shit. Hello, everybody. Hello, Ticketmaster Bot. I'm Monopoly Man. Wow, you just appeared out of nowhere. Man, I have so many questions. And I shall answer them for an answer fee. An answer fee? And a service fee. Service for what? For answering. All right. Well, what, what, what's the what are the charges? Twenty three sixty seven. All right. Do we got twenty three dollars sixty seven cents? Yeah. Yeah. What do you got? Twenty five bucks. I just, I got cash. Is that cool? Of course. But there'll be a handling fee. A handling fee for what? Handling the money with me. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Well, what is the total charges here? Including the transaction fee. The transaction fee. And don't forget about the distribution fee. Oh, damn it, Monopoly Man. Now we're at 48.22. Ah, oh, Jesus. It's always getting so pricey with the fees with you motherfuckers. Here you go, here's here's 50 bucks. Well, unfortunately, it's a little light. He said $48.22. Well, then there's the delivery fee. And that's 6.98. And there's gonna be a time fee. And a fee fee. And a fee-fi-fo-thumb? Oh, come on, bro. This is getting ridiculous. I did appear out of thin air, so that'd be an appearance fee on top of that. And let me see here. Anything else? This is crazy. Oh, well, can't forget about the processing fee for processing all of this. Just for a, a question to be answered? Of course, there's going to be a facility charge. Oh, my God. So this is like, where, where are we at now? We're at 8626. Jesus Christ, that's so many fees. All right, well, now that you've set all these fees, I don't even know if the question is even worth going forward with. I mean, this is just getting out of control. And I haven't added taxes yet. We don't got this kind of money, man. Well, tough luck, I guess. Wait, come on, man. Just, we want answers, dude. This is unacceptable. How are you gonna charge fees on all these different sites and charge fees for us to buy the tickets, charge fees to sell the tickets to someone else who then has to pay a fee to buy the ticket through the service? This is shady shit, Monopoly man. Unfortunately, I don't have the answers because you didn't pay the fees. But since I'm all out of answers, have you tried looking for answers on StubHub? 
Monopoly Man, we all know you own that too. Well, we gotta head to Park Ave. Let's go, Ticketmaster Bot. Sounds good, boss. Bob the Dave, I just have one question for you. What is it, Bot? What was the name of your high school mascot? Hey, Bot, take a look at this. And tell me, which one of these squares contains traffic lights? Ugh, I'm out of here. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. This AI shit's getting out of control. Have fun sitting in shitty seats forever above the Dave. Oh, suck my dick, bot. That's a whole different kind of bot. Come on, Ticketmaster bot, let's go! Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> Alright, that was our exclusive with the Ticketmaster bot. That's going to do it for our episode today, everybody. Thank you to all my guests today, including Vicky, the Hula Hooper, Scott the Chomper, and Ticketmaster Bot. Next week, we are going to talk about Fish with the fifth member of the band. That's right, CK5 is in the studio, and we're also bringing on with him Jay Dead. And we're going to see if we can convince Jay that new Fish is as good as old Fish. After that, we are going to have our good friend Ned Newberg, our resident noob, pop into the studio and give his updates about what he's been listening to. And then finally, we have the man of the hour, the man of the year. It's John the Barber, Gutwillig, of the Disco Biscuits. He's in the studio. He's back from space. Or is he, though? We're excited to chat with him, as always. So thank you for listening once again. I appreciate you. I hope you're doing well out there. Hit me up on at the Lot Scene Podcast on Instagram. If you want some stickers, I'll send them in the mail. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful week. Move your body. Shake your body a little bit. Put on some music and dance. And we'll see you next week on another episode of The Lot Scene.